0: Welcome back to Infinity Watchers, and this week we'll be asking the question, what if we don't do a new segment this week?
1: What if we don't? What if we decided to release a shorter episode for
2: once?
0: (laughs) What if we respect our audience? (laughs) (laughs) What if we respect our audience's time? (laughs) Yeah. You guys, you guys love us so much. You only want to spend like twenty minutes a day with us, isn't that right?
1: (laughs) What if the Infinity Watchers broke their oath of
0: (laughs) What if the Infinity (laughs) Plus ninety minute episodes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guys. uh, I'm Jared, joined as always by John. Um, We really don't have a new segment this week, Um, just uh, really due to time constraints and. With last week's episode, I, I covered a lot of the uh, the major news over the past couple of weeks, and uh, John's back, everybody!
1: Yay!
0: <laughs> Glad to have you back.
1: I've returned after a, a brief jaunt through the multiverse. <laughs> I, I heard the uh, uh, the variant week. you had last week was pretty good. So, yeah, yeah,
0: he, <laughs> yeah. That John variant was uh, was a fun time. Yeah. Maybe we should bring them back more often. <laughs>
1: Maybe we should. Maybe we should. <laughs>
0: yeah so um yeah so this week's episode of what if uh the finale was what if the watcher broke his oath which i thought was a kind of a weird like weird way to kick off this episode because i mean we we only get it mentioned 500 times that he can't break his oath and then he decides to like
1: Almost, almost it's... as if they foreshadowed that he was going to break his oath because he mentioned his oath in every episode.
0: <laughs> From the trailer.
1: <laughs> From the trailer.
0: Yep. <laughs> I can't intervene uh, until until you do. But um, but like it wasn't like a character arc for him. It was more just this is out of necessity.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it it was kind of interesting. By the end of it, you know, he he outright says. I am the watcher. The multiverse is my home and I will protect it with everything that I have. So it's like now he is full on intervening in everything. I, I don't I didn't quite understand that. It's almost like he had a new oath to protect the multiverse rather than just watch it. Um, yeah. So I, I yeah, I mean, it was more out of necessity because Ultron threatened the the entire multiverse. Um, before so, before w- we dive too deep into that, I do want to kind of give my, my thoughts on... I was just about to ask. Okay, yeah. My thoughts on episode seven and eight. Um, I thought episode seven, uh, the Party Thor episode, was pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. The humor was was pretty good. I thought Chris Hemsworth was incredible. Probably the best performance of the season, I think, voice acting. Whoa, uh,
0: whoa there. You didn't like it? No, I did, but like better than Cumberbatch.
1: I think so. Yeah, wow. I I really enjoyed Hemsworth. I thought he just seemed natural at it. Um, a little less stilted than than we've seen in the past. Um, but the episode was pretty fun. I liked you know playing on the whole Thor and Loki bit. Um, the Thor versus Captain Marvel fight was really cool. It mm-hmm. felt very anime, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z esque. Um, so that yeah, was we, that we, was
0: fun. We tried. We kind of dove into that last week, where uh, we're saying that they definitely took a lot from uh, both anime, specifically Dragon Ball Z and like yeah. Looney Tunes. Yeah, I mean, the desert, the desert setting really was was wily Coyote Yeah,
1: yeah, that and the uh, the the shots when they would beat each other from country to country, and it would pan out <laughs> in the countries written across the, the actual <laughs> physical country and in, in text. Uh, I thought that was a, a nice touch. Like it, it just felt like. That was one of the episodes where they had a tone they were going for and they just Mm -hmm. stuck to it, which I appreciated. (laughs) That's kind of one of the things that I had trouble with with some of the other episodes, like the, the zombies episode that they didn't know what it wanted to be, whereas this one just kind of felt like a almost like a like a. Like a teen coming of age comedy where they're like throwing I mean, a house party while the parents are away. <laughs> like, it basically was that. Like, don't call my that's mom. What it was. And it was just, yeah, it, it was so
0: funny. I, I really, guys, Frick is coming and you see her coming down to earth. Yeah.
1: With
0: her. <laughs> um, while she's away at her sisters, like, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's too, it's too perfect.
1: And, uh, I, and I like the reveal at the end too. I felt that showing the Ultra, Ultron bots show up and the watcher being caught off guard was, was a pretty cool, cool move and a nice way to, foreshadow the end um also uh darcy the duck <laughs> Let's yeah well, that's that's something
0: yeah that's something
1: <laughs> um i don't know if you noticed this but in the credits she was actually credited as darcy the duck and not darcy oh Lewis. i didn't notice that yes <laughs> 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 so uh nice little little thing there <laughs> so then with the uh what if Ultron one episode i was i was really enjoying that one I like the post-apocalyptic vibes we got from it, and we finally got like a, a true Age of Ultron.
2: <laughs> mm mm-hmm. um,
1: I really, really enjoyed what they were doing with that. Um, I thought the dynamic between uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye was really cool. It was a good choice to give us more time with those characters as the last survivors of the apocalypse. Right. And to get the kind of reverse Vormir situation with Hawkeye jumping down. And, and blowing up the Ultron bots. Uh, Which,
0: I mean, made sense. Makes more sense than Black Widow sacrificing herself that we get in Endgame. At least to me. Uh, that that one still leaves a bad taste in my mouth after a couple of years.
1: Yeah, I mean... At least with that one, you knew someone was going to have to sacrifice themselves. One, well, yeah. one thing I had trouble with was, like, if you had the exploding arrows, like, why did he need to jump down into them to, <laughs> Like, couldn't he just have shot the arrow? I don't know. It's for dramatic effect. <laughs> I know it is, but it's like, it, I don't know that a sacrifice had to happen there. But, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, and then just seeing the sheer power scale of Ultron was just insane. It just actually felt like Ultron. I mean, it felt like more than Ultron. I mean, he was eating galaxies. <laughs> I mean, it was an obvious Galactus. Galactus reference. I mean, he's even bigger than Galactus. Yeah. Yeah. But I just like oh, yeah. showing him invading, you know, Asgard. Um, we saw Xandar. Um, I can't remember where else off the top of my head, but it was just it was just really cool to see all these locations. Um, oh, we saw the Sovereign while the Guardians oh, yeah. were there. Um, mm-hmm. I did kind of get hung up on the the timeline of it all <laughs> because. Thanos showed up to get the mind stone from Ultron and he had all the other stones. Ultron kills Thanos, which I liked. I I really appreciated that scene. It it played pretty well for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he goes off and destroys Xandar, which is already intact. We see the guardians fighting with Gamora, who's still alive. So Thanos already had the soul stone. It was kind of confusing. I can hand wave it away by saying, um, you know, it's a, a different universe, so he got the Soul Stone a different way. Maybe he yeah. threw Ebony Ma off the cliff or something. I, I mean, or the Soul Stone isn't on Vormir in this universe. That you can hand wave stuff like that away, um, especially for a minor. You know, it was just meant to convey the power of
0: Ultron. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, how how do you make a, a villain look more powerful? You you kill off the old villain, yeah, so that. The the old villain like pales in comparison to what the new one can do. Yeah. and that's why that's why Thanos had to kill Loki in Infinity War. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean that that made sense, and I didn't really think too hard about the uh, about where he Ultron was getting the stones, or I'm not where Thanos the stones, but where Thanos dropped the stones. I'm sorry. Um, but my my biggest thing was if Ultron could cut. Thanos in half with no issue whatsoever. Why couldn't Vision do it in Infinity War? <laughs> uh,
1: uh, to me, it's because <laughs> one, Ultron isn't harmed by um, Corvus Glaive beforehand. Like the the whole thing with getting Vision to Wakanda is he's already super injured. Like mm-hmm. Corvus Glaive runs the the his spear through him and visions kind of toast not at his full potential mm-hmm. um so I think that's that's the main reason why um for me at least, plus I think Thanos had a lot more time to prepare in the prime m c u timeline, whereas in this one he shows up expecting like you know to fight human armies and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden it's just he's caught completely off guard and and shocked by yeah, destroyed. the entire human race is dead already. It's like, <laughs> like yeah, confusing. I um, yeah, mean, made, he also would have had to have because he has a time stone. He already would have had to gone have gone to New York and gotten it off of Strange. So he has been on Earth. Uh, <laughs> it's another that's true. It's another thing.
0: But yeah, that's true. It's it's almost like in all of these universes, you want to see the other Thanos quest just to see. yeah, yeah. What it what it looks like. <laughs>
1: Um, but then I mean the, I, I, the Ultron Watcher fight was wild. I really liked how they shattered through the multiverse. Um, I still mm-hmm. liked that better than the fights we saw in the finale that we'll talk about mm-hmm. shortly. Um, it felt like that was two power players in the in the multiverse fighting each other right. And it was right. it was cool. It was a really, really well done fight.
0: Yeah, these were two like super ultra powered beings that knew their limits and like knew they had unlimited power. But yeah, that's so fun when you see two like and even they're ideologically, they're two sides of the same coin in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vinny and I were talking about this last week where um, he actually made a good point of um, once Ultron destroys everything, he has nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. His programming traps him in this state of mind where he has to keep. Um, quote, peace in our time, right? Yep. But once he's run out of things to destroy, what does he do? He sits in isolation and waits for something to do. But the Watcher is kind of in the same boat, except he has an oath to uphold to not interfere and to watch and wait for something to happen. Well, in this case, you have Ultron, who is essentially a prisoner of his own, um, his own programming. And the Watcher, who is a prisoner of his own oath, kind of going up against each other mm. ideologically. Yeah. So it it did actually work on a uh, on a very thematic uh, level, thematic level as well. Yeah. Um, I did have a question for you though before we get into this final episode. I just thought of, but what what are your thoughts on them holding Ultron off to be the the villain until the next to last episode? That's when the reveal is.
1: I was. I was fine with it. I mean, I, I I think we have enough background with Ultron to where it doesn't need to be something you really build up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did the right amount by, you know, having that tease in Episode 7, focusing on the backstory in Episode 8, and then, you know, getting the the team up in Episode 9. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind the way they rolled it out. I think any earlier would have been distracting a little bit. Um, we started to kind of Sense it was going in that direction, anyways, even without the hints. Like it it seemed like this multiversal team was being put together one way or another. I mean, they outright showed the team ups in the trailer. So, right, like that, that to me was enough of the tease. Like, there is some greater threat happening. And I think watching it unfold the way we did was more interesting than if they revealed in episode two or three or one that Mm -hmm. Ultron
0: was the threat. See my my thing was I I do like that they revealed them in like the one of the last episodes, but I I wish they wouldn't have been teasing Shuma Gorath if that's who, who we're supposed to be mm. interpreting those tentacles to be, because I mean that that seems like that would have been a lead up to the um to like a final villain as well or a final yeah boss if you will mm-hmm. um. It's almost like they they teased this like tentacle monster in the first episode and then in the fourth episode then it's never mentioned again. Yeah. Of who or what this thing is. Um I mean as, as I just mentioned fans are speculating that it's Shuma-Gorath but then once we get the, the like the reveal that it's Ultron it just to me that feels like those were just kind of red herrings.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. almost like
0: Easter eggs at that point.
1: It could be laying the groundwork for something in Multiverse of Madness, like an appearance by Shuma there. Um, It's hard to say. Yeah, I I understand. We really didn't get payoff to that. Maybe there is no payoff. Maybe the payoff was... Maybe the tease was an agent Carter and the payoff was strange absorbing that being in, in his episode. And that's, that's the end of it. And it's just a, some maybe. random tentacle monster. Maybe. Um, but even then we never really saw the full form of it. He only absorbed the tentacles. So yeah, hard to say. Um, since that's like a natural living multiversal dark being or whatever, maybe the watcher just kind of ignored it because it's part of the natural <laughs> order of things, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. <clears throat> Well, but, speaking yeah. of the uh, speaking of the natural order of things, I think the multiverse is completely screwed now that the the watcher like completely broke his oath at this point. Like, there, there, I have so many questions now <laughs> that yeah, um, that have far-reaching implications across the multiverse. Like, uh, I, I guess we'll dive into the episode now. But I mean, the first one that came to mind was if. If Killmonder and I mean, I'm jumping way ahead of the gun here, but like if Killmonder and Ultron are stuck in a pocket dimension inside Strange's destroyed universe, then what happens in the universe that Killmonder was pulled from? Yeah, that I mean, the
1: conflict is resolved.
0: (laughs) The the conflict is, yeah, Yeah. but like, do, do people start to question where he went? Like, I don't know, it just... It seems mm-hmm.
1: odd. He put such a focus on putting everyone back where they came from that I, I don't know. This episode just asked me to make way too many logical leaps.
0: <laughs> and also, if somebody like, showed up and to you and said, "Hey, you've been chosen to protect the multiverse," wouldn't you have some questions of? Yeah. What the hell? First of all, what the hell are you talking about? But it seems like everyone here just accepts that they live in a multiversal like realm
1: yeah and again it's it's just i mean at the, the end time. Fury
0: says you're you're not my widow but i i feel like i can trust you
1: yeah i could tell you have <laughs> the spirit I, I thought that line that's was, it yes eh. i there was a lot about the writing in this that i didn't care for <laughs> i think mm-hmm. the biggest uh the biggest cr- i don't know, i hate to say like cringe moment because i hate that term but um <laughs> Was strange, like fumbling through this speech. Like I just thought it was yeah. not funny at all, and it just didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't land. <laughs> um, it just felt like, what are we? What do you? What are you doing here? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we're we're trying to stop the entire multiverse from being destroyed, and we're making jokes about this. Uh, it just, I don't know. I I enjoyed the action. Um, my my entire thing with this, if you're gonna make this series canon, and they have. Explicitly said, like this is part of the MCU. They're use, reusing voice actors. You know, mm-hmm. we're showing different multiverses and different universes where where things are different, but it's still canon within the overall MCM. But is going for a, an it's all connected type plot in this show? Was it worth it? As opposed to if we would have just gotten standalone stories, and I
0: don't think it was. <laughs> I don't think so either. And I mean, you can go back and listen to old episodes. And I've said this since the beginning that this should have been just a a straight up anthology series where week to week we got just it's a standalone story that you got beginning to end told completely through. Then at the end, if you really wanted to throw in a a multiversal villain of some sort, like an Mm -hmm. Ultron, then you had, you could play around with like this weird uh, meta sort of narrative. Mm -hmm. where Ultron is breaking through and like breaking up these other stories. And then the final fight happens and everything's restored in the end. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I think what I would want them to do in the future, and I don't think they're going to do this based on what they've been saying in the press, you know, since this episode came out earlier today. Um, Mm -hmm. I really want to see just give us a a six episode season of one of these different multiverse. Like give us if they would have said, here's six episodes of Captain Carter, six episodes of T'Challa Star-Lord, six episodes Mm -hmm. of Party Thor. And then after that, you know, cut the rest or whatever you want to do with the rest, then have like a team up of of those you know, mm-hmm. just short animated series. I mean, it, it can even be one season of the show. You just you just kind of cut between these different multiverses, like episodes one through three or or Captain Carter, four through six. I just think we need more time because I didn't... I never felt an emotional connection to... Uh, like, I just didn't feel anything watching this. Like, I enjoyed it. I was entertained. But it mm-hmm. just didn't... Like, I never felt like there were any stakes at all. Like, even though it was the biggest stakes we've seen in the MCU so far. And I feel like that's a problem. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. And I, I agree. I mean, the most <clears throat> emotionally resonant episodes were the, the strange one, the Killmonger mm-hmm. one, and the, really the Thor and Ultron ones. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, even the, the T'Challa Star-Lord. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. But it just, to me, it didn't have any emotional states or weight behind it. It was more of a, a fan fiction type mm-hmm. of entry. And I mean, if you think about it, that's what What If really is, is, is it's all fan fiction. Mm hmm. It's not yeah. necessarily supposed to be canon. Some of it can become canon. But in in the grand scheme of things, not all of it should. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Was, um was um, Jane Foster Thor was a um, was a what if and then it became canon. Mm-hmm. Yep. They wrote it into the into the comments because fans liked it so much. So like. If you have an episode like the murder mystery series of. What if the Avengers all died while Fury was putting them together? Well, if fans don't like it, then don't write it in. <laughs> don't get yeah. it in. But if fans like an idea of a strange supreme, kind of throw, throw a bone to the fans that like followed what if pretty closely and put him in as an Easter egg or a reference of some sort in Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. or in another property or even bring him back for another episode of what if. Right.
1: Yeah, and I, I just the biggest sin for me was all of these episodes ended in cliffhangers. We mentioned it every mm-hmm. week, and we're like, "Why are they doing these cliffhangers? Are they going to follow up in later seasons?" But no, it was just Strange to might really have been the only one that didn't. Yeah, it was just to really follow up in this finale and be like, you know, we pick these characters up after their cliffhangers, mm-hmm. and it it just I'm like, why did we need those cliffhangers? <laughs> I just it felt like it it signified they weren't telling complete stories with the episodes. So every episode felt incomplete because of those cliffhangers, but Mm -hmm. then they resolved the cliffhangers in the finale. So now they just kind of still feel incomplete because I didn't really care about the resolution of the cliffhangers because the characters were ripped out of that moment. Mm -hmm. It's just, the more I talk about it, the more frustrated I get because I would have, I would have definitely liked this to just be these standalone universes. Give us a little Mm -hmm. bit more time with each character cut they could have cut the last two episodes out peppered that time throughout the, <laughs> the season and given us just these more interesting interesting uh what if scenarios and mm-hmm. one thing i did read today in an interview with uh the head writer ac bradley was they actually had plans for a the... uh, star lord t'challa show oh really that they, af- after what if that they canceled because oh, of bozeman's no. death yeah
0: that's a shame. Um, cause I definitely would have wanted to spend a lot more time in that universe. Yeah. That one specifically, I,
1: I would say based on this episode and you know, the, the post credit scene we got of going back to captain Carter's world. I, I think it's pretty, pretty good chance. We're getting a captain Carter
0: series instead of mm-hmm. having her show up in what if
1: again, and just focus
0: right. on that universe. Um, yeah, it's almost as if, and and we've said this before, and I think this kind of like sums up our, both of our points, but It's almost as if these all should have been, I think I said this specifically with the zombies one, but it's almost as if all nine of these episodes, not really the finale, but eight of these episodes should have been secret backdoor pilots into what series they could come up with. Mm -hmm. What do the fans respond to the best? Right. And can we continue a series with this? The, um, The Stephen Strange episode, that one was fine beginning to end. I don't. I don't want a series based on that right. at all. Like, Same. Like, like where it ended, even after the finale, where it ended, I'm. I'm genuinely curious what happens uh, in that little pocket universe he's in. But I don't. I don't know what else you could do mm-hmm. for like six, five to six episodes. Um. I did read the and but like the zombies one. You could do like. I mean, that's the Walking Dead in the MCU, or the MCM. It was, you know, but they
1: like, they destroyed that universe in this one. They brought all the zombies to that right. random planet that exploded, so they're gone. <laughs> Which was another thing I thought I thought for sure when they said, oh, it's not about the zombies, it's about what's coming through with them. I thought it was going to be Thanos, and it was so going to be I. zombie Thanos versus Supreme Ultron. And I was like, oh my god, this is what? so cool. But it was just Wanda, and then she got chomped like immediately. <laughs> and I was like, oh. But they didn't even you know play off of the vision wanda and vision thing
0: i i think that's what they were trying to do but, yeah, but it they, just it didn't yeah. it didn't work it was
1: not that wanda not that vision i i mean i get no. why it was wanda for people to go oh look it's those two again yeah
0: <laughs> but like could you imagine a zombie thanos versus supreme Ultra? i thought we were going to get it that's cool <laughs> like that's that's
1: cool um i did uh, out of all of the action scenes i really did appreciate the um like million million years <laughs> the strength yeah. did and they trapped Ultron in them I thought that was cool that was neat that was really that cool was neat.
0: it was neat to see like all the different dynamics working with each other that I mean it was it was basically the um the titan fight all over again yeah yeah, yeah
1: it very much was that mixed with a little bit of for, a but... little bit of the end game fight
0: yeah a little bit yeah but it it was neat to see just how well all of these different characters interact with each other that we didn't get on Titan. Mm-hmm. I think Gamora might have been the only one. That, oh, and Strange were the only two other two that were on Titan during that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was neat. No, to see Gamora well wasn't different. Gamora was dead. Oh, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gamora was dead. That's right. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That, that was important. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty important point. Yeah, she and, was and alive. They. Fight. I don't think Quill would have
1: punched Thanos in the face, <laughs> and, and screwed them over. Yeah, I think they would have won. Yeah. So um, yeah, you got a point. They they did commit the same like I I think I I think it's fair to call it lazy writing um, trope in this that they did in Infinity War where like in Infinity War Strange saw the future there was only one way they could win so obviously like. <laughs> You know, Quill had to stop Thanos or otherwise something mm-hmm. would have happened to where they lose. Um and mm-hmm. this it was like the watcher knew all along that they were gonna succeed oh, yeah. and things had to like I don't know. It, it makes you any question that you raise about it can be pointed back to that and say, Well, things happen the way they're supposed to. Like for me, I'm I'm thinking
0: were they why did, because why
1: did they get they just... party Thor? Like what, what did he offer right. over normal Thor? <laughs> like Right. Like what was different from why why anyone do else? That? Like why we saw Captain Marvel be like a beast. Why didn't he just get like 500 Captain Marvels to fight Ultron? Like, I mean, you know how many like, other
0: multiverses man. have a Captain Carter in? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It was it was weird. I'm like, why did we select these people as the Guardians of the Multiverse? Like, surely there's a, a good Ultron vision out there. <laughs> they could have got the like, you know, I, I don't know. It get like. Five hundred visions, five hundred Wandas, five hundred Captain Marvels, <laughs> and fight him. like that. It'd that's have like where a I end game like yeah. battle
0: with with Supreme Ultron. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: where I like start to, question to these these multiverse shenanigans. And it, it... <laughs> but then I mean, that's why they have the line in there because you point back and say, "Well, he, you know, this was the the he, knew, all he knew this was the version that could of the team that could beat Ultron." So it's like, I, it it's hard not to think of that type of thing. And then just the the power scaling of ultron in this episode versus what we saw in the last one like he just wasn't as formidable and like strange had those protection spells against them but i mean they're they're literally fighting him one on one and in the last mm-hmm. episode we saw him eat a galaxy <laughs> i'm like what is his pa- what is his power set like t'challa is just a guy with a gun basically natasha is yeah. just a woman with a gun yeah, and like Ultron eats galaxies. <laughs> I hate to just keep repeating it, but <laughs> like, what? Do you, like, how do you explain how do you scale that? that? Like, yeah, that's what we were wondering after. Like, I wondered it after last week was how, you know, we saw him fight the Watcher and lose. Did,
0: and why did didn't the Watcher fight make Ultron too overpowered? I was wondering the same thing about the Watcher. No, yeah, about the Watcher. Yeah, like, you got these people together. Why aren't you winning? Yeah, there? he just fought Ultron and almost beat him. Like even Fury got involved in some of the stuff with the, with the Avengers. Yeah. I don't like, what, what are you doing? You're, yeah, you're was, more powerful than all these people combined.
1: Uh, too much intervening. He did it once. He can't, <laughs> he can't do it again. But yeah,
0: it's just, it's just things
1: like that. That I'm like, if you didn't, if you didn't try to do this weird multiversal team up thing, it, you wouldn't be raising these questions. Like, I hate to be no. like, I hate to feel like I'm a stickler and like pointing things out, but it, It bothers me when I think of the canon, like the things that they established in last episode in terms of how powerful Ultron is. Like, the the dude wiped out an entire universe. Every single individual. But, like, (laughs) Natasha comes in on a bike and he can't beat her. It's like, I don't know. Just frustrating. Oh, no,
0: no, no. Actually, no. Even better. It's the rogue ex-Nazi that that kills him. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, at least they established that... (laughs) Zola could Zola infect is. Ultron in the last episode. <laughs> Which I thought was a neat uh, callback to the comics when Zola's face appeared in Ultron's stomach cuz that's how the character Zola looks like almost like Krang oh, from yeah. Um, TMNT. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just yeah.
1: yeah. It, it to me this this team up wasn't worth sacrificing the individual stories and yeah. character development. I, I felt like if you did, I don't know, even build up to this over two seasons or something. I don't think people were. I don't think anyone looked at this series and was clamoring for this
0: type of th- result from it. No, like, uh, I mean, when we did our preview, I, I kept saying I want to see like like neat, fun, unique stories. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not really looking for another multi. Universal, like threatening level, uh, or another multiverse level threat that could wipe out literally everything. But um, one another, I don't want to say nitpick, but another thing I thought of that I guess could fall into your lazy writing category was that we know in in MCU or MCM canon that the Infinity Stones don't work outside of their intended universes. We saw well, it in Loki. That- Right. We
1: saw that they don't work in the, TVA, in the TVA, which is not really anywhere in the universe and multiverse. Okay,
0: <laughs> it, okay. Even so, this in comics canon. Even, in comics canon, I wouldn't. The say. Infinity Stones don't work outside of their their own universes. Okay, mm-hmm. they work. Ultron's work in every universe he goes into. Yep. In this one, mm-hmm. in these past few episodes, but Gamora's Infinity Crusher can't destroy them because. These aren't the stones from her universe. Yeah, that they're just like feels like a, a weird cop out to me to keep the the there or to keep the fight going. It's
1: almost like what was the point of introducing the Infinity Stone Crusher?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I'm guessing it it plays a part. So we we um we got introduced to Gamora as Than or Gamora's with Thanos's armor and weapon in this episode. With Tony we Stark should... that is in, like, Sakaar and uh, Hulkbuster armor. It seems like that, <laughs> um, from from interviews, that episode was cut from the season due to COVID scheduling concerns. Um, so mm-hmm. it'll be in the second season next year. But, uh, which is fine. I think, you know, we understood yeah. what we, like, they laid the groundwork for how weird these characters could be. That just seeing that quick scene of them on Nid of Valera, you kind of understand
0: Based the Wait, baseline I know of what's happening what what's going on to the to the point where tony stark is helping create the infinity gauntlet they were melting <laughs> it down i think they beat thanos somewhere. oh were they yeah okay i
1: think i could be wrong okay. but it, it was um yeah i'm guessing the infinity stone crusher is something they use to defeat thanos in that universe um but at the same time you have it then you because you introduced in this episode we haven't seen you had to acknowledge its existence in the finale here <laughs> <laughs> so then they had to say why that plan wouldn't work um and yeah they did say that it's that they're different stones that, that thing was made to destroy different stones which i i think it's that's fine and i i can accept that the stones don't work the same way in the MCU that they do in mm-hmm. the comics
0: Yeah, I can, too. It was just that one point of this one device won't work against others, but the stones will work in any other universe.
1: Yeah, so the stone crusher was interesting. It was an interesting mechanic. I'm curious to see how it works in that episode that we, the lost episode, quote unquote.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will say, though, for all of its faults, there was one very interesting idea in here, and it's right at the end. When Natasha is talking to the Watcher after everybody's sent away, and she starts calling him out, saying "You, you watch our universe is just destroyed. You, uh, <clears throat> you don't interfere when that happens, and it, this is all entertainment for you." Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. And I thought this is this is getting really weirdly meta. Yeah, and I don't know. How, I I kind of liked it. I like this idea. I wish it was developed more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I feel like back to our point of this being an anthology series if they would have done like seven or or, yeah, I guess eight because of the Demora episode, but like eight individual episodes of like either bad things happening where the watcher can't interfere, but kind of wants to or just eight stories. And then there's a multiversal threat that they all have to like team up and defeat. I feel like that, that idea would be a lot more um, hammered home or a lot more like a lot more poignant of, well, you watched all of our universes get destroyed and did nothing about it, you know? Right. I mean, in just about every scenario, let me think about this here. Let me think. Uh, In all, but maybe two scenarios, well, three, because of Thor, the, the world gets destroyed in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Like these are not good outcomes for any of the other you uh, any of the other universes well our re- our regular sits one sits universe the good almost always comes out on top you know mm-hmm. like the only the only time something massively bad happens is in the winter soldier when shield falls and when Thanos wins in infinity war right. For the most part. Yeah. And Tony well, Tony dies in every universe. So that, that one really doesn't change. Yeah, we've things. got
1: to find out what's uh going on between AC Bradley and Tony Stark. <laughs> she <laughs> evidently <laughs> hates that character. He's <laughs> he has died. He he's died, he's gotten dissed. <laughs> the watcher was like, nah, not you, buddy. I'm out of here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like But like um but like it, it would be interesting to for us to go through all or these maybe six or seven scenarios where the, the world ends, the universe crashes and burns and dies, or it, it turns, or in, um, in the Killmonger episode, in, in that case, Killmonger wins, which then has like far reaching implications across the, the world in that episode, and even the galaxy in that episode. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting um. if we would have seen those to the end and then the Watcher has to interfere than natasha to say well you didn't help us with any of those problems why why now
1: right yeah i like that idea and that should be something that strange should have questioned him on like Mm -hmm. they i mean i i can imagine we don't know how long strange was in that universe or in his little pocket dimension or if time even exists there but i can't imagine a situation based on how that episode ended and how dark the turns were for strange and how many evil beings he absorbed that the mm-hmm. watcher coming back, he'd be like, Well, 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 I told you so. <laughs> like, I knew you'd need me at some point instead of like trying to absorb the watcher's essence. <laughs> like I don't know. It it and it goes to the question of like why do we have these why is he recruiting these very villainous people onto his team? Like, why did he need a killmonger? And I guess it's because right. he knew things were going to go that way. And they had to happen the way that they did. But it, when Killmonger took the stones, I was like, obviously, why wouldn't he do that? I and mean, everything we've yeah. known about the character, everything the Watcher narrated us through in the universe like, he comes from tells us that like he would betray lo- him.
0: And the way he's <sighs> looking at Ultron and looking at the stones and realizing, oh, I can enact my plan across mm-hmm. multiverses now that maybe I, there are probably others of me at this point that are having the same problems. I can help them do mm-hmm. the same thing I want to do, you yeah. know? And I mean, that is, as you said, that's in line with the character of, I mean, he wants to, um, give weapons and give power to, to those that historically have not had. It. Yeah. So if he can do that across multiverses, his goal, not only succeeded, but like, But like paid off in dividends in in and in spades, like it
1: it only made sense. And this is the part that bugged me the absolute most about Killmonger's inclusion on the team. He takes the stones at the end after Ultron has already been defeated. Right? Mm -hmm. What did he contribute to defeating Ultron throughout the entire thing? The only scenes I remember from him are on when they first encounter Ultron and he picks up the helmet and studies it obviously like yeah. forming his plan and then when he takes the stones and enacts his plan. I don't remember him contributing
0: to any oh, he fight. Bra- he grabbed the soul stone, didn't he?
1: Um, don't remember.
0: I, I don't remember either. There that that fight was cool. There those yeah. fights were cool, but there was so much going on in them that it was hard to like keep track of what was going
1: on. Mhm. I just feel like if you're getting a multiversal Black Panther, you're telling me you wouldn't take like prime MCU timeline T'Challa instead of <laughs> Evil Killmonger? I just it's yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it was a weird. It it just felt at times shoehorned like we had to have a hero from every universe we've seen so far because we showed those universes.
0: <laughs> like if right, like if <laughs> If the Watcher was really as good at his Netflix subscription as he is, (laughs) as he says he is, then he would have pulled, like, uh, yeah, what you're saying, like, maybe, like, our version of Vision, maybe Supreme, like, Supreme Strange is, like, the given. Um, Even then, then, is he? he's, like, the most actual, like, he ended his entire (laughs) universe and... and
1: (laughs) And the Watcher's like, yeah, that guy. <laughs> like, that's the guy that's going to save the multiverse. Is the guy who destroyed his universe team yeah. He is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with a pure power scale. Strange Supreme has to be up there, but. And what I thought would have been cool, and I thought they were going to lean towards, is like at some point identifying, like a um, oh, what did they call them? Like the, the break points. Whatever Strange tried to break with Christine absolute point yeah absolute point i thought they were gonna go back on that to defeat ultron in some way like trap him in a universe where it would have been neat like i i was hoping they were gonna go back to that concept because they didn't revisit it outside of strange and it felt like that was you know a point where they're starting to explain more rules of the multiverse um but they didn't they didn't end up doing that which is fine it's something they can revisit later um but I, I thought that could have been a clever way to say, like, even just say, Ultron's defeat in the multiverse is an absolute point of the multiverse. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way you yeah. can win, Ultron. Like, that would have been kind of cool, like a way to go back on to the the rules you established. Um, but I mean, I I was entertained by this episode and this this series yeah. as a whole. Um, but at the end of the day, I do wish they just kind of kept it standalone and smaller scale. Um, I, I don't, I didn't need what we got at the end. Um, and it really just raised more questions and had my mind. Like I I just couldn't even focus on the action at times. And maybe this is my own fault, but I couldn't focus on the action at times because I'm thinking of all of the like questions it raises for Canon. (laughs)
0: No, I was doing the same thing at times or even (laughs) not even canon in general, but like canon like within this show. Yeah, exactly. Things that they've established that they either go back on or don't ever come back up Mm -hmm. or like what what does like what's the point of all of this other than Mm -hmm. just to have just to keep the trend of having a massive fight at the end of every show or have a a because it's marvel everything needs to be connected
1: like they just yeah it felt like to me they couldn't help themselves like like i know the show conceptually started as the individual things and they're like wouldn't it be cool if it was all connected <laughs> 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 they're like what if they met what if they met the multiverse avengers like, we have to do it
0: <laughs> so I, I wonder now like at the if if um sophie is at the house at the end of time and she, like seeing branches in the multiverse, like, does she just see them start to connect to each other that, that like, she just sees streets going across like different branches, you know, like th- what does this mean? That's <laughs> another question. Organic.
1: Why, why are we seeing the, the, what if titles or uh, whatever on the TVA screen at the beginning of every episode <laughs> or like some retro screen that's meant to look like the TVA. Is it? I you didn't catch that. It's the beginning noticed. of every episode. It's like, what if in this universe? and Then they backspace it out and type out what happens now. I've never noticed. That. Oh, really? It looks. I mean, it looks definitely like a TVA screen. So I don't know is if it that's just this episode. No, they've done it like five or six episodes, I think. I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah. And you...
0: Is it? Is it? Is it during like the intro sequence, or is it like?
1: Yeah, not not the intro sequence, but right as the Watchers explaining what the difference is in the universe. They didn't do it in Captain Carter for sure. Um, the first one I think I can remember seeing it in was the Murder Mystery episode three.
0: I'm gonna have to go back um, and look because I don't I don't remember that.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It to me, it's meant to definitely be a reference to the TVA, but I don't. Uh, we didn't really get any payoff for that. I was kind of wondering if they go into. Some connection between Ultra, um, the Watcher and, and the TVA, huh? But it's interesting, yeah. And it, it was just weird to me to introduce this huge multiversal threat when they're clearly slowly building in the live action side, at least to Kang. Like,
0: mm-hmm. I, why not have Chain be the villain then, if that's what you want to build toward? I love the do it eventually, again, wrong.
1: yeah, and just let it, like, yeah, just what I mean. They should have done a slow build up to it, just felt like they. Because we've established all this multiversal stuff, they couldn't help
0: themselves but to do this.
1: But for me, or I even, was always just more interested in seeing what these new universes looked like.
0: Or even better, if you really wanted to connect to everything, like like they're saying, and they do have them. Have the team defeat Ultron, and then like either not even the post credits, but like one of the final things be like a, a like a purple boot like stepping on Ultron's yeah. body. You know, that'd be cool. Like, Like we know Kane is now in this universe or even so have John of the majors come in and do a whole monologue again about what the multiverse is to these characters. Mm -hmm. I would sit and watch that for 40 minutes. Yeah. Again. (laughs) Me too.
1: (laughs) Me too. Um, One question I had that I, I'm wondering if you were confused by this part as well. So at one point Ultron like actually blasts the universe apart at the end and then it rewinds in time. And it shows strange oh, yeah. like eating something absorbing the universe. Is that what he did? I don't understand. Like, Yes. It,
0: it took me a second to realize that too. I've watched, I
1: rewound it and watched it like three times and I couldn't understand
0: what was it's happening. Not, it's not well put together because so Ultron blows up the universe. Okay. But, but the way it's put together, the way it's edited together, it looks like strange is like eating the soul. That's stuff. what I thought happened. I was like because then they showed it on the ground
1: in the next shot and I was like didn't Strange yeah. just eat that? And I was like why did why did he eat it? But was...
0: but he was absorbing all the energy that I guess Ultron just emitted.
1: Okay. Yeah, that Which makes again more just sense to,
0: just to show you how overpowered this character is. Yeah. The fact that he didn't eat he's on the same level as Ultron where he can eat a universe. Okay, but, I mean eat, that that eat helps the me the energy that can destroy. That helps the me
1: with my my power scaling concerns but now I just have like editing concerns because <laughs> it definitely looked like he ate the soul stone and I was like does it eating did. the soul stone rewind time that could have been useful in Endgame <laughs> <laughs> like Hawkeye gets the soul stone and eats it and that's alive again <laughs> right <laughs> Um. I also had to rack my brain like when I saw everyone grabbing the soul stone and like holding it in their hand but I guess that was already established in canon that <laughs> you can do that yeah Right, Because <laughs> I always think back to the clear points they made with the Power Stone where it just explodes you if you touch it. <laughs> but that really is the only right. one that we've seen do that. Right. I guess reality too, but... um,
0: Yeah. One, one, one last question I had was with the ending. Mm-hmm. And we see Strange in his little pocket dimension, his pocket universe holding the the pocket dimension with vision killmonger and those infinity stones. Also, that's another question I just thought of what happens to the universe. I guess that universe is destroyed. Yeah. It was Ultron empty. It was so empty yeah, already, it doesn't matter. So whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it it um, definitely
1: like probably breaks down like the same way Strange's does.
0: Yeah. But my question then is, do we see, do we expect to see, Strange Supreme or Supreme Strange, whichever you want to call them, in Multiverse of Madness in one way or another, or reference to in one way or another? And uh, will that pocket dimension have any, or do we see Killmonder or or this v- version of Ultron at all?
1: To me, I think it's more of, we will revisit this again in What If Season 2. <laughs> okay. I don't see it happening in Multiverse of Madness. I think they have enough to deal with in that movie yeah. already. I don't want it in there, it, to be honest.
0: But I mean it doesn't have to be a plot point in there, but even if we just get like a like a reference of like, hey, there's this little dimension there's yeah. this little universe that seems to be cut off from everything else. I mean
1: that I mean, what
0: if what if fans are gonna know what that is, but
1: there is going to be a scene in Multiverse of Madness very much like we got with the Ultron and Watcher fight, where they're just like breaking through multiverses and we see Easter eggs yeah. and whatever in the background. I mean, I, I think in last week's episode, someone even pointed out that Mustafar from Star Wars is in the background in Vader's castle oh my god. when they're going through. Oh my um, god!
0: So, so they got the, they, they stayed out of their sandbox. Yeah, like for, for a brief second. Um... <laughs>
1: I haven't looked to see if it's. Just, I, I looked at it. I couldn't real. I I did look at it. I couldn't really determine if it's actually Mustafar or if it's just kind of a, like a lava planet. Um, but I don't look. Yeah, look that up because it's interesting. I'm
0: looking that up in real time because this is. I'm leaving this all edited in. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, it looks like Mustafar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! That let does that looks like Vader's castle. Holy yeah.
1: crap. The brands are at it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't help themselves. No, that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. After After Marvel told them stay in your sandbox, they uh-huh. <laughs> they snuck it in there. <laughs> <laughs> they sure did.
1: Um. So, I I think getting a scene like that in Multiverse of Madness, where we briefly break through and you see that universe in the background, or they crash through the the snow globe that strange is in and start punching Mm -hmm. each other. Whatever, whatever, whatever that movie is going to be. I mean, we have, there have been like no set photos or anything. So, you know, uh, your guess is as good as ours, but, (laughs) but really, uh, I think a multiversal movie like that is prime for Easter eggs. And I wouldn't be surprised if something from what if showed up there. Whether that's like mm-hmm. Captain Car—I I, based on them teasing Captain Carter more in the in the post credits of this—I think it makes it a little less likely for me because it seems like she's kind of back in her place and we're going to continue that story some more. Um, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Supreme Strange in there. I mean, you already have
0: Cumberbatch, so it's Might not as well like just yeah have him do more. Yeah, exactly. He obviously loves doing this. He <laughs> obviously loves this role. Yeah.
1: Yep um on the the post credit stuff i well i guess one thing we really didn't talk about yet was uh revisiting the winter soldier with captain carter i thought that was cool
0: uh, it was cool it was interesting to see the the nat and um uh, Patty dynamic and stuff uh-huh. and that and steve dynamic yeah um i mean it was it was basically beat for beat just with the dynamic change sl- slightly Yeah,
1: I liked it. I liked it a lot more after the post credit scene because it it, that's the point where that universe finally like differentiated itself enough to where it's it's more interesting. Um I I liked that they did like the Winter Soldier like stealth suit version of the Captain Carter outfit. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. It looked really cool. Yeah. I thought that was a that was cool. Um almost more of like an Easter egg type type scene than like a yeah. full episode. I'm if we got if we got a second Captain Carter episode that was like Winter Soldier beat by beat, I would be upset. But like forgetting yeah. it for like a minute or two, I thought it was cool.
0: Um, I I will say though, like, how is is, is Steve in the suit? Yeah, Did I mean, Steve N- still frees himself. Matt
1: said there's someone in there. So I mean, <laughs> I guess Steve reacts a lot.
0: Fifty years. 50 well, I mean, if you think
1: he had. The arc reactor. Well, I guess they didn't do arc reactor, but like he had Tesseract powered weaponry at that point. Like they didn't lose the Tesseract at the end of that film like they did in the first Avenger, right? Like they had the Tesseract, so he could, like Howard Stark with the Tesseract (laughs) um, for a longer period of time might. Well, I guess he did recover. I guess in the, the first Avenger, Howard did recover it like shortly after. Right. And it was with it was with Shield the whole time. Yeah. And briefly with the Kree, but
0: <laughs> um hmm. it's so hard I, I know we do this podcast yeah. but it's still so hard to keep the timeline of yeah. the MCU. <laughs> it is a bit. Especially cuz we've
1: been weaving in and out so much lately. But I think um I think having Steve alive puts that universe in such
0: a more interesting place. It does. It does, especially because what we're used to is getting um, is having Peggy die on us. Mm-hmm. Well, once with dementia and set in the third and second time she dies. So we don't really get to see her and Steve together except for that last shot of Endgame. Mm-hmm. So I know we don't want Chris, Chris Evans probably doesn't want to come back or he's been open to it, but like isn't really like that isn't 100% committed mm-hmm. to it but it would be interesting to see a, a Captain Carter episode with them together again
1: yeah it would it definitely would i my hope is that this is uh continued in live action <laughs> yeah like i i highly doubt it just because you know they've already established black widows being an important part of that universe and i i doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> um, but, you know, I I definitely think and I I would probably bet money on this right now that, you know, in a month at Disney Plus Day or whatever it's called that we get a, a Captain Carter animated series announcement. announcement just based on them talking about yeah. they wanted to do it with T'Challa. I would imagine based on the marketing push that they've given to Captain Carter and the reception of that character and her you know, being kind of the focal point and leader of this multiversal team for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think it's almost a given and I I'd be happy with that. Like, give me, yeah. give me more of that universe. It wasn't the most interesting, um, diversion from what we know, but, the, but if
0: it's fleshed out enough, you could, you yeah, could make it unique exactly. in its own and very interesting and very fun.
1: And they've teased that with Steve being alive like that, that, is the mm-hmm. wrench that that universe needed to like really? Well, kick the it question the then,
0: gear. the question then comes up, being that Steve kind of has a somewhat personal connection to to defeating Hydra, um, and him coming to work for. I mean, he he left the U.S. to go defeat Nazis, and Peggy, on the other hand, is kind of is is kind of a step removed from that as a British person coming to the U S to kind of assist in that, in that fight. Mm-hmm. So I'd be curious to see what her reaction would be to seeing. I mean, she does know Hydra falls at this She referenced it. Doesn't or no, I'm no, sorry. She no, the no I'm, old I'm, I'm Hydra falling. Not though. She, she did Nat, Nat, Nat tells her Nat, that Nat tells her that, and she just kind of accepted it. Now let us say it out loud. Do they, do they go back to their universes with all the knowledge that they've,
1: save the multiverse
0: i'm assuming i
1: would too but that would yeah, mean yeah, she, she does. knows she does because she knows she that hydra has infiltrated shield which is really interesting too
0: she does because when they go to find the um i can't remember what steve's suit is
1: hydra stomper
0: <laughs> the hydra stomper sorry when they go to find the hydra stomper uh patty says at one point like this isn't the strangest thing i've seen all day oh okay. so
1: yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, she uh yeah, they go back with the knowledge that they've saved cool. the multiverse.
1: That that's cool cuz that leaves it that in a more interesting place as well because she from talking to Nat, they made a point to show Nat telling her that Hydra infiltrated Shield in her universe, so I mean yeah. Peggy would be on the lookout for that. And granted, like in the timeline that Peggy gets dropped back into, she's not far away from when that would be revealed <laughs> to her probably anyways. Um right. what if what if they go a darker route? And I mean, we didn't see Steve, so what if he is the Winter Soldier, like Hydra captured him after?
0: Ooh. Ooh, that, after that'd that, be interesting. Or,
1: or like he is part of what is infiltrated Shield in some way.
0: I don't know. He he somehow got switched to Hydra. Yeah, like she no one was really
1: around when he was like left alone after she left. May like maybe he went mad, like trying to find her or something, and like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there there could be interesting ways to take it. I mean, least interesting would just be it's normal skinny Steve and he's back as Hydra <laughs> Stomper, but I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so I'd say overall, the show had very, very high highs and very, very low lows. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it left a lot to be desired in some places, and it, it, it scratched and itched in so, in some places, and I think it ended in a very extremely radically middle ground that is kind of disappointing at least to me it was just
1: wildly inconsistent Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, i think they they worked out the buds in this first season Mm -hmm. and kind of um kind of run with it in the second one yeah really weird with it just
1: abandon canon (laughs) like that's kind of what i want like to connect all these universes makes them have to almost follow like a similar canon and rules. And, you know, I, I've been watching uh, some of star Wars visions, which is the, Mm -hmm. the anime non-canon star Wars stories. And, Mm -hmm. you know, each of those episodes, you know, granted they're only 15, 20 minutes long, but they tell fully fleshed out stories for the most part. Mm -hmm. They each have their own unique tone and style that they're going for. You know, just just do something like that. Like I don't think these all these episodes need to have the the consistent animation style, the consistent pacing, consistent tone. Like all of these episodes felt like they were trying to recreate that MCU tone,
0: but just crammed into a that's a twenty minute episode that's, that just didn't. It's never. That's felt... Marvel trying to stay on brand, yeah, though, of keeping everything <sighs> the same and consistent. there's a formula to it that everybody knows and adheres to. That's what made I mean, that's what made Loki feel so fresh was yeah. it it bucked that tradition a mm-hmm. little bit in the sense that we didn't get a massive final fight for the final episode. We got it in the prior episode. And that fight had emotional and um and character based states in it. Yeah. With classic Loki and we, this that whole show starts to question the ideas of freedom and free will and individual choice. And like it got, I don't want to say pseudo intellectual, but like it started to ask these questions that these other moral properties haven't mm-hmm. in general, um, that made that one stand out from most of the other things that the MCU has put out this year. Black Widow. Yeah, it's a fun James Bond movie. Sean, Chi, as much as we really liked it, it still follows the formula to an extent mm-hmm. granted tonally at times it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie, which was one of the best parts about it, but it still follows that third act still falls into the pitfalls that every other Marvel movie does.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And this show just, it's so aggressively on brand for <laughs> the studio. That's a good way to put it. hurts
1: it aggressively on brand. Yeah. It, it, because of the short runtime and the pacing issues, it highlights the, the sameness of some of the things. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, you could tell each episode, they kind of wanted to do a different thing with, with each one, you know, it, mm-hmm. like episode three being a murder mystery. It was, you know, it had hints a of cool that, idea. but they didn't, they didn't commit to it enough. You know, you had party mm-hmm. Thor that was, a, um, like a high school comedy. <laughs> and They mm-hmm. didn't really commit to it enough. So it, it just they it kind of felt like I they went that halfway one way with the a, They
0: Yeah, they did th- that one. I thought they they did enough with it that it was that it worked. I mean, the whole Vinny and I talked about this last week, but the whole episode felt like a shortened version of Project X.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <It did. laughs> um, But I mean, yeah, overall, you know, if I had to put this in my rankings, I would have it at the bottom of the Disney plus shows to this point. And I think we do have yeah. to rank it because it is MCU canon. Um, yeah. but you know, my rankings for those would be one Loki two WandaVision three, the Falcon and the winter soldier. And four um, what if,
0: yeah, mine are probably the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think anyone's really going to argue those.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. And to me, it's, uh, I, I think for me personally, this is a, pretty clear tier below the other three um you know falcon the winter soldier had its flaws but i still really really like that series um Mm -hmm. wandavision was just so unique and what they went for and it didn't quite quite stick the landing but um still was a breath of fresh air Um, yeah and then loki was just i think phenomenal top to bottom (laughs)
0: well <laughs> like I, I well yeah, Loki I could put in in if I wanted to I'd put in the rankings with the rest of the movies if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, this definitely hits the bottom of the barrel for me.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Hopefully they I I feel like I've seen a lot of the similar criticisms, so hopefully they kind of internalize that for for season 2. Um I yeah. am excited to see what they do going forward with animation. Yeah. Um, in general and I like the idea that you have brought up of having these be backdoor pilots for longer series and they're kind of testing the waters with this understanding what what uh, MCU tones and themes work in animation and what characters work in animation before committing to a larger series so mm-hmm. um, I think based on the the moves they've made on the like their leadership team at Marvel Studios and gearing up for Animation. I think we're about to see some series announced, um, and I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they're based on some of the things we've seen here. Well, what if what if we broke our oath to break our oath of short episodes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What we thought was going to be a short twenty to twenty five minutes is about an hour now. Yep. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I guess we had a lot more to say about this episode yep. than we thought. We sure did. Um, so I guess we're also doing to somewhat break our oath over the next few weeks um we were talking about this right before we started recording, but um there's really no new MCU content for at least a month now a whole month a whole month <laughs> and you would think do? that we would give ourselves a break, but we want to keep we want to keep the the content going for you guys, you know. We just, we appreciate you all so much. Um, so we have some, we have some surprises and some fun episodes up our sleeves for the next few weeks. Um, should we let them know what they are? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Run down the list. (coughs) Yeah. So next
0: week, uh, so next week, um, well, two weeks ago last weekend, uh, Venom let there be carnage was released. Um, I had the chance to see it already. You and I are going to see it this weekend. Um, so, we will be discussing next week the first Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage. And then the following week, uh, we are kicking off our Spider Man retrospective. Uh, we are going to kind of look back on the uh, other Spider Man movies that have come out, all leading up to Spider Man No Way Home in December. Um, in two weeks, we have our McGuire era retrospective coming up with Vinny will be coming back for that episode. Um, uh, we'll be talking all about Sam Raimi and his uh, filmography and his influences on these on the Toby Maguire Spider-Man movies. Um, it's gonna be a fun time. So stick around for that. And um, a few in about a month after Eternals, we'll be doing Andrew Garfield. And then right before No Way Home comes out, we'll be doing uh, Tom Holland. And the, uh, the John Watts movies. Uh, right after, or in three weeks, <laughs> we will be doing our preview for The Eternals, and we are reading Neil Gaiman's Eternals for that. Yeah, so, it's going to be fun. Yeah, so the week after that will be our Eternals review. So
1: One uh, for the next one few... quick note on Eternals. Yeah. I, know, I know we weren't doing news this week, but uh, the runtime was posted with some advanced theaters that put their advanced tickets up. Um, it yeah. is... Two hours and 37 minutes. So it is clocking in at the second longest MCU film, which I I think is good for what they have to do in this movie. (laughs) So, um, you know, just a quick thing to mention there longer than Infinity War, shorter than Endgame. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. We're under a month away now, somehow. Um, It's premiering at um, a film festival at the end of the month. So, pretty. Oh, is yeah. it? I didn't realize it was premiering already. Yeah, it's going to close out. Very... Um, I can't remember the name of the festival. It's not no. TIFF, is it? Uh, I have TIFF no idea. Earlier, I believe. Anyway, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So next week will be our Venom review. Uh, then we'll be doing a Toby Maguire retrospective, um, and then we have two weeks of Eternals content coming up. So it's gonna be a fun month. It is.
1: It is. And then just a couple of short weeks after that is Hawkeye. Good stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we got a lot going on. Um, if you guys have any thoughts, ideas or concerns about uh, what our thoughts are on what if, or what, or what your thoughts are on what if uh, be sure to let us know. Um, if you have thoughts on the venom movies, let us know. What are your, what's your favorite Spider-Man um, out of the Maguire trilogy?
1: Hmm. That's an interesting uh, question to pose to the audience. And don't
0: let us I'm influence waiting for the your... person to say. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm waiting for the per- one person to say Spider-Man Three. <laughs> um, but
1: yeah, don't don't yeah. let us uh, rain on your parade with what if. If you enjoyed it, good for you. Yeah, yeah. If you happy. liked it, th- great. I I didn't. En- we did enjoy it. I don't think you know either of us mean to say we didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah,
0: it just it has a lot of problems um, that uh, that raises a lot of questions within canon that. Don't necessarily ruin it, but it leaves a lot left on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leaves a lot to be expected. So I think that just about does it for us this week. Um you have anything else to add, John? No, nothing else. All right. Well, for Jared, I am John. Thanks for joining us this week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I should Wrap it that up. In. Yeah, just leave it <laughs> in. <laughs> I should have left that in. We'll catch you
0: all later.
2: Bye-bye.